Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. (laughs) This is X-Virgin, and I'm your host, Carter Cruz, here to explore the world of sex and relationships in a unique way. I promise to make you laugh, and share all the best tips. Headphones in, because this is about to get wild. This episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. Welcome back to X-Virgin. Today, I have my friend Emma here as our guest. And Emma and I have been friends since college, and now she moved out to LA, and she's actually helping me out a lot on this podcast. But now we're getting her in front of the camera. It's her first time ever doing anything like that. So, you know, are you excited? Are you nervous? About to vomit, but that's okay. (laughs) Well, so a little background on Emma is that, so we were in college, we knew each other, but we weren't friends, friends. And then years later, how we kind of really connected was Emma reached out to me on Instagram and she said, hey, I think that I might be gay and I don't really have anyone I can talk to about this. And she also did kind of ask me to be her taker girl, girl virginity, which was so <sighs> precious and the most innocent thing. She was like, I have no one else to like talk to you about this. I want to experience this, but I don't know who to even approach about this. And I was dating a guy at the time. And also that's a huge amount of pressure. I would never want like, what if I, what if I was so bad? And you were like, I, I guess I don't like girls. So I was like, okay, I can't do that, but I'm here to talk if you if you need that, like if you need someone to talk to, I'm so yeah. down to be here for you. And so because and we got of that, around to it. Yeah, yeah. And so because of that, we ended up becoming really good friends. And I would always stay at her house. And over the years, we just got closer and closer. So <laughs> I feel like, yeah, in college, like we weren't close, but not for any rhyme or reason. You know, we just used to use a huge school, go pirates. And you're younger. Yeah. And then whenever you had shows in North Carolina, like we'd always see each other. And then you started staying with me. And yeah, definitely got close and I say in the past like two or three years, but technically you are the first person that I ever came out to. And <laughs> I'm I honored. That. And I love that. And it's so funny because I'd completely forgot about that. I didn't forget about the message. I have a horrible memory, but I forgot that I like insinuated or implied <laughs> about like hooking up, which is mortifying. And then like you said it in front of a girl I was dating and like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I didn't remember. And I was like, stop. Like I'm I so want to die. No, it's funny. No, like, it was the most, it wasn't like, you know, you're like, 
like, oh, like it wasn't like some guy sliding my DMs like want to fuck. You're more just like I want to really need to experience this, and you're the only person I know who's had sex with girls. So like, can you help me out? It was literally, it was very sweet. I honestly felt bad that I I couldn't do that for you, but that was that's (laughs) too much pressure, you know. (laughs) And you weren't living. We weren't even living in the same city anymore. When did you lose your girl girl virginity? I don't even. Yeah. So. I guess when I was 25, I kind of came out as bi and I'll, I'll get to why I'm putting in quotations. Actually, the first girl I've ever hooked up with had the same name as me. And I've always used, I'm a big fan of apps and I always use dating apps because especially just being like a pretty feminine girl, liking other feminine women, like women aren't used to rejection, right? And that's a whole new, I mean, <laughs> we're not typically the ones who court. And so it's nerve wracking enough, like, you know, being with women for the first time, but apps really came in handy because it's like, okay, there's no question because sometimes you can't people, you know, can't read sexuality by the way someone looks. And it's like, you know, it's you don't want to take that risk of being in a bar and somebody rejecting you because they're, you know, whatever, they're not gay and you think there are. So I've always used apps for that. And yeah, so the first girl that I hooked up with, I want to say it was around 25 and then, you know, I love to like run back to the closet every chance I get. Like it's hella comfy in there. Like So every chance I get. So then, yeah, it was her. And then after that, I had hung out with a couple, a couple of times. And then I kind of like went back in the closet. I mean, well, I'm going to I'm going to get to that. But um, I dated somebody for two years. It was like my most serious relationship. You met him. We lived together. And after that, I don't know. But you guys were kind of open and stuff, right? You were seeing other people a little bit. He was super open-minded, as am I. And we definitely were a little unconventional. We were never open, but we did try, like, dating as a couple. Like, we went on a date with another couple. They were married. They were great. They had a kid. They had been swingers for, like, five years. And um, Did you guys hook up? So... The first time we hung out with them, actually, okay, I was like, I'm not going to tell any of these stories. And here we go. It's like five (laughs) minutes in. So I always was so sure because we were so strong in our relationship. Like I loved him so much and probably the only person I've ever like truly been in love with. And I trusted him so much and we were so strong. And I was so sure that seeing him with another woman would just be mostly hot to me, like maybe a little bit of jealousy, but mostly hot. And so the first we had made like an agreement, like we're just going to, this is our first time hanging out with them. We're like, we played putt putt. We were like, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to get to know them. We made that agreement. We ended up getting really, really drunk playing putt putt. And then we walk back to their house and they're, you know, making us strong drinks. And we're like, we smoke and everyone's just like really fucked up at that point. And so actually we're all on the couch and it's the husband, me, the wife, and the guy I was dating, I'm trying to conceal identities. <laughs> Let's call him P. Yeah. <laughs> so basically the husband and I were making out and then P and the wife were making out. And I was making out with the wife like a little bit because we're right next to each other. And then like all of our clothes are on though. And like, you know, we did already cross that boundary of like we said, we're not going to do anything. We're already crossing that boundary. But all clothes were on like no one's right. doing anything crazy. And then because I'm turned towards the husband, I look over my shoulder and I see her standing like she's standing up on the couch. She was wearing like a skirt or a dress and he's eating her out. 
Oh, like wow. My boyfriend. That escalated it quickly. escalated so quickly. <laughs> I'm not one to like, I wanted to like think and digest and I was really drunk. And so, you know, I didn't like make a scene or anything, but we, you know, on the way home, he's like, Emma, talk to me. He's freaking out, like freaking <laughs> out. He's like, talk to me. And I mean, we almost broke up over it, but he did cross the boundary that you guys set before. Right. So. And and not that it was OK, but I do feel like, well, we both kind of crossed it when we started kissing because we said like nothing would happen. But I still I mean, I was I was way more jealous than I was expecting to be. We hung out with them one more time and we were like, you know, he apologized. Well, he apologized. He bought me flowers. Like we we made it right and we moved on. And we and love P. We love P. Yeah. We have, oh my God, we have like such a good relationship. We're still friends. He taught me so much about life, love, like myself, relationships, like so much love for him. But so, yeah, we're, we're on really good terms. But this was years ago. So anyways, we made up. It's fine. And... Then we hung out with him one more time and we made it really clear, like, we just want to pick your brains about this whole swinging thing. Right. So we did that. And then we just never pursued it because she was mostly straight. And like, I've had enough dick in my life at this point. Like, I'm there to explore with right. women mostly. So like, that's not super enticing for me, you know, right. not that I wasn't down, but like, I don't. It's funny because like a, a mutual friend of ours has even said this to us. They're like, oh, like, I bet you can like turn her out like this girl. Like you guys can turn her out. And it's like, I don't want to turn anybody out. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're not like drooling at the mouth for me, like I don't want it. Like right. that's not hot to me. You right. know what I mean? I don't want to turn anybody. Especially like, if you're already dating a guy and you're exploring that so you can get the other thing. Right. Then if you're really just adding another guy and then having to watch your guy with another woman that you're not really having that connection with, it kind of kills the whole purpose for you. you right. Know? Like, I think I was looking more for like, um, you're with a bunch of straight, like a group. That, <laughs> right. Like she, they, they really were into like the swapping and they right. did same room and they did different room. But I was just like, you know, if we're going to open up, this is not. And then we did get on an app and kind of look for like a third, but nothing ever, ever like came from that. I always feel weird about doing that. Like my ex and I tried to do that for a minute. We had a joint like Bumble profile. Yeah, yeah. We did it on like his account technically because it was under like as a man's account. But it's like all pictures of us. But, you know, and he was like, you should be the one to talk to them, obviously, you know, because it would sure. be weird it's if he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's in, And also it's like I should be the, really the one like vetting them because he's just down. Right. And for me, it's like I'm like, oh, I want to like really fuck with a girl right? right and and it's just like weird if he's like texting some girl like oh like you know it's like that wouldn't make me feel comfortable but also one I'm just like not that motivated to like do it you know what I'm saying especially if I'm already in a relationship I'm just like I don't have time to like flirt with some girls on right you know bumble or whatever and it just like became a thing where it was like he was probably more motivated to do it it made more sense for me to but I wasn't really gonna like have the motivation to so yeah I always think that it's kind of like a weird thing and I know that a lot of girls hate that on apps. That's why we made it very clear from our profile. Like all yeah, the pictures were us because people will be like, be oh, real about yeah, it. like it'll be like a girl you want to hook up with. And she's like, well, actually, like, are you down to fuck my boyfriend too? Like, like mm. I feel like especially if you're going for girls that are looking for girls, you can't, right. you got to introduce the dick like straight immediately. up immediately before she even swipes on you. They should your know. First 
your first photo should be a picture of you yes, both. Like exactly. your very first photo. As every time though I'm on like a dating app and I see a guy that has a picture with a girl, it's funny because it's usually like his sister or something and they're like, oh, look how much I love but my you're family. Like, they're trying to fuck but me. Yeah, <laughs> every He's single like, time. I'm not trying to fuck my sister, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like, yeah, pro tip guys. Like, I don't know why guys do that. It's weird. Or kids that aren't their own kids. Yes. Ew. Like, I guess unless you're really looking, you're really want a family and you're like, look they're how trying good to look I am with wholesome. kids. Yeah, they're trying to look wholesome. But I'm just like, there's other ways to do but that. But why, guys, even <laughs> if they put wholesome. their like, fr- their, their sister or their good girlfriend, it's like, or it's like their boy's girlfriend, whatever. I don't know why guys always want to put like a hot girl in their like dating profile. Yeah. They're like, I pull. Yeah, I guess that's the message. I I guess that's what it is. I've been wondering because I'm like, what if if I put like, I have a lot of guy friends. Like, what if I like all my pictures on a dating thing were like me with like all my guy friends that I've never fucked. I've never thought about fucking them. But like, I would see that for a guy, they'd be weirded out by that. But it's a double standard. I know it's weird that they always do that. I mean, personally, I like a guy that has girlfriends. I think that like says a lot about them as people. But I'm always just so weirded out by like, it's just weird to lead with that on your, cause I'm like, who is this girl? Like, what is this? Now like, I have to ask. Right. Is that your like, girlfriend? Is this like an, I don't know. Is this your fucking ex? I don't, what is, did you just think you look good in this photo and you're like, fuck yeah. it. Like I'll leave the girl in there. Cause I just really like this photo myself. Like, what are you trying to communicate with this? Right. <laughs> right. So don't put your fucking sister, don't put your sister, at, sister, don't put your in, sister like, in your fucking main pick. Cause your like, mom. also if you're hot, she's probably hot. And then it's just like weird. Cause I automatically assume you're looking for like a third. Yeah. And then, we, then we think you're, you're fucking your sister too, so <laughs> yeah. just chill with that. Yeah. Um, like, how close are you? <laughs> right. Sorry, I went on a side tangent. No, but. no, that's okay. I, I don't. I think you're. Yeah, you said you're cool with me getting into like, kind of like the last two years. Right. Um, so I mean, so you had this. You know, you were with P. That was kind of when you kind of ex- started exploring. It's funny calling him P. You know, <laughs> I actually call him that yeah. like to him and like in real life. So you would hooked up with a girl, but you went back to a guy. But then you were still kind of exploring that like openness and being bisexual. Yeah. And then what was like the turning point? I mean, I kind of know, but like yeah, tell I know, everyone yeah. what the thing that made you like really kind of like switch over and be like, sure. I really want to date girls. Sure. So I'm going to bring it back. I'll keep it brief as possible to like since college. So share your truth, B. Yeah. <laughs> so after ECU, I'm born and raised in Charlotte, moved back home. I got really lucky that I, you know, found a job that not only I was really good at, but it was very lucrative. I was making really good money. It was definitely high stress. I killed it. It was very like Wolf of Wall Street kind of vibes, very male dominated, like high turnover ratio. Yeah. Like (laughs) not to toot my own horn, but (laughs) I killed it and I enjoyed parts of it, but it was very high stress, high anxiety. And so this will all tie into each other. I would say about two years into that job, my mom got diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she was battling that kind of off and on for like roughly five years. And then I met P in February of 2020. So we had been living together for two years. So my mom, it's like kind of a sick joke because one of the chemo drugs used to treat the ovarian cancer gave her AML, which is acute myeloid leukemia. It's a blood cancer. And that oh, was like shit. the end of 2021. And, you know, my nerdy ass like looked up the statistics of this happening and it's like insanely low. That's great. Wait, so a cancer medication gave yes. her another kind of yes, cancer. Yes. Holy and the chance and the statistics of it are just so low. But so that was the end of 2021. And then she ended up passing 
January of 2022. And he was with me the night that she passed. We went to visit her and I'm, I'm glad, you know, he was, my mom loved him. So I'm glad that he, you know, was there that night. And then we broke up within weeks of that happening. So, I mean, it probably goes without saying, but my mom passing, I mean, we were very, very close. Right. So that changed absolutely everything right. about in my life, changed every ounce of my being changed my perspective it changed everything so we broke up within weeks of that happening and then at this point I had hooked up and had casual things with women but never had a relationship with a woman and I had always known that I had liked women since I was like 10 but I think I was like very scared of that part of me and I'm gonna I'll get back, kind of back to that but timeline wise so Shortly after we broke up, I meet my first girlfriend who you got to know. And, you know, we were love bombing each other. I mean, we were infatuated with each other. We were together like every second of every day. And she was an addict and she was in active addiction like while we were together. She was lying and stealing from me. And that's like, could be a whole nother episode that maybe we'll get to one day, you, you know. But so that was about nine months, like collectively. And then on the exact one year anniversary of my mom's passing. So this was January now of 2023. So this is a year ago. I wake up from a DM from her other girlfriend. So she was cheating on me at that point. And that's when I had cut off all contact, blocked her and everything, you know, broken up clearly. Fast forward to June, this is June of last year. Actually, you had a show in Charlotte and she knew that I would be there. And I'm sure she saw it on Instagram and she came. And thankfully I had a lot of other stuff going on. I was actually dating my second girlfriend at the time or we were going through a breakup and it wasn't nearly as toxic, but definitely ended in like some manipulative behavior and so I was going through enough and thankfully I was kind of in sections and areas she couldn't get to so you know we didn't end up speaking and she got herself kicked out she sent me like a really nice text message and then she ended up passing away like a day and a half later so it was just like you uh, lost your mom and your first girlfriend it in was like a year it was just back to back it was losing my mom not that these hold the same like gravitational weight, right. but it was losing my mom and then going through, you know, my most serious breakup and then just getting, you know, just sucked into this really toxic relationship for nine months and getting cheated, you know, cheated on, lied to, stolen, stolen from, from, all the things. And then we break up, I get into another. So I was definitely using relationships as a crutch, like right. for sure, looking back. Well, and you think that probably, I feel like we've talked about this before too, is like losing that maternal, strong female role model in your life, like having that feminine energy. You were so close with your mom. For sure. And like, that's probably what helps you kind of like fully come out, but yeah. you're also kind of always trying to fill that space in your life, right? With like- right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I never really thought of that correlation until you actually brought it to my attention. And there probably is some correlation there. One more thing I just want to say about like the year and a half is that I think for quite some time I was living in like kind of having a pity party for myself and a little bit of a victim mentality. And I very much switched gears to like, I'm very aware that these things happen 
it's a part of life. People lose their mom. Some people don't even have mothers to begin with that are in their lives. Like it happens. But I will say it was just so much like back to back to back. I kept saying like, things can only go up from here. And then like <laughs> they think something worse. else would happen. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to stop well, saying that out loud. Just because it's something that happens, you know, to everyone at some point doesn't make it not sad and doesn't For make sure. it not painful, you know? For sure. But, it, you know, I'm grateful that I had a mother and that we had the relationship that we did. And I no longer live in that like victim mentality. I don't want to have a pity party or for anyone else to have a pity party for me. It's part of life. But I will say like a lot happened in such a just, you know, condensed amount of time that I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever recover, but we're in therapy. We're medicated, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So after that, that was June of last year when first girlfriend passed. And then I want to say it was like July or August. I had started seeing my third girlfriend and that was actually like turned out to be a really healthy relationship and she was she's great she's super supportive and selfless and wonderful. yeah <laughs> she's wonderful and so we were texting and you're like talking to me how swamped you are and I had been wanting to leave the south for quite some time and LA wasn't on the top of my list but it wasn't not on my list like I had no reason maybe just pricing but like that was you know I had no reason for it not to be on my list so we were texting and I'm like, you need an assistant. And you were like, well, is that, you know, is that something you'd be interested in? You're like, I want somebody local, but it's really important that I have somebody that I trust. And I was like, yeah, we'll just like keep an ear out for anyone who needs a roommate. And you ended up knowing <laughs> um, two sisters who needed a roommate. And so I had to make a decision and a lot of moves really quickly. And I it was so fast. It was so fast. Like this was August, I want to say, July or August. Know, and meant, the lease started October. And you texted me. I feel like it was you were saying that you were going to do it. Like you guys out. had like kind of all been like it, nothing had been signed, but like everything was kind of like they were down. You were down. The landlord had cleared you like everything was like kind of ready to go. One morning, Emma texted me. I'm hungover. And like so I get into weird moods where like I either will like text you back immediately and give you paragraphs yeah, or like sometimes I just like disappear for like 12 hours because I'm just like I like don't have emotional bandwidth and I had like I think it was like early in the morning I like read this text because she's in a different time zone so she's three hours earlier and she was like freaking out about moving to LA you know I don't know this is just all seems so fast I don't know if I should do this you know kind of looking for reassurance for me and I just like you know I read it early in the morning so I was like oh like get back to that later kind of forgot and didn't hit her back like immediately. And then the next text I get from her was like, okay, you know what? I've actually decided I'm not coming out to LA. Totally. Like, because I had, and I was like, oh no, this is my fault. And then, and then the girls that you're moving in with were like, oh no, like Emma's saying she's not going to move in now. We're freaking out. And I was like, oh my God, this is all my fault because no. I didn't give my friend reassurance when she needed it. And I like sent you that. I was like, okay, sorry for the late response. But I was like, I feel like, you know, you've been talking about this for a minute. This is such a great time in your life yeah. to do it. Everything is lined up. And that's a me thing. Like I look for external validation. Like, I mean, I was calling everyone and their mothers. <laughs> like I was fully panicking because I was, you know, in a really comfortable like depression bubble in my house. Like I was in a relationship. I was booed up at all times and I never wanted to leave my house and I was comfortable. But my life was stagnant for so long. I mean, I hadn't worked since my mom passed and so much had happened and it was the push I needed. Like your words are, I remember you were like, listen, I don't want to push you, but I feel like this is something that you really want to do. And you're just letting fear talk you out of it. And I was like, 
fuck like she's so <laughs> right so then i like i literally had told the girls no and they're probably like what the fuck because like i wasn't the one who like inquired in the first place and then i was like so it's actually yes if you guys don't think i'm completely psycho like at this point and if you'll have me i mean it was scary like i'm leaving you know after all this happens i've lived in north carolina my whole life i'm moving across the country and leaving everyone and everything i know so and cute little like side note, my parents actually met in LA and well, technically in Yosemite on a tour, but then lived in Santa Monica. So yeah, I had like two months to find tenants for my house in North Carolina and sell most of my furniture and figure out how to get this shit I was taking with me across the country. And then the girl I was seeing at the time, we planned kind of wild because we just started dating, but we planned like a two week cross country road trip to get here. And we saw, you know, a lot of the country. It was so much fun. We hit three national parks on the way. We hit Yosemite on the way. And I like sprinkled my mom's ashes at like every stop. Stayed with some of my mom's cousins. So it was beautiful. It was emotional. It was beautiful. And like, I think it was the second day I was here, you had a huge party. So yeah. I got to like, you were so cute. You're like going up to everyone. You're like, Emma, it's our first day here. Is this <laughs> yeah, I think you literally here. got like, in like the night before. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so sick. Like I couldn't even hear people trying to talk to me, but I was like, I have to go to this party. I'm like, oh, you instantly death, made but... so many friends too. I was oh. like, you're hitting We're me up like, to, oh, I'm hanging out with these people. I'm like, oh, like, people I, I never even really see. <laughs> no, we're literally going to someone's party tonight that I met at that party. No, I, and it's so ironic to me too that like so many people back home and they're like, oh, LA is going to be like so fake. And like, first of all, these are coming from people who like have never even been there, some of them. And granted, I think I have a leg up because you know, my roommates have been so wonderful and incorporated me and like they've been here two years. So they found good people here. And so have you. But I'm like, everyone I've met here has been amazing people when they're like, oh, like, let's chill. Like, let's exchange info. Like they actually hit me up to chill. Yeah. Like everyone's been wonderful. And I'm like, it's just a silly thing to say, because first of all, L.A. is huge, like every you know, neighborhood, it could be its own city. Second of all, there's fake people everywhere. everywhere. It's like what you do and who you surround yourself with. So 100%. And I'm so much it. of that is like what you put out, you know, For I feel sure. like that's how you're going to attract the people. I, I always think it's so funny when people say that, like, oh, LA is fake. I'm like, I what mean, do you know about it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, you're probably hanging out with people because what they you think that they can do for you or what you think that being close to those people, like how that will make you look to other people. For sure. Whereas like that is like just so not my vibe at all I always yeah. said I wish I was uh, sometimes I wish I was more like sociopathic <laughs> like I was like if I could just like you know but then I'd probably be more successful in life because I would just like only hang out with people that will do like things for me but like obviously I'm kidding I don't actually want to be like that but you know because if I don't really fuck with someone super heavily like I'm not going to really put that much time and I might be polite to them be cool with them but I'm not going to so the people that I've put time into are people that we really click and we get along and those are going to be genuine people. And then they have For genuine sure. friends. And then pretty much every friend I've made out here, they've introduced me to their friends. I introduce them to my it's friends and then everyone becomes friends. It's such a it's, small yeah. world for a big city. Like yeah. I, I think on Saturday we're hanging out with like, you're like, I have to introduce you to these girls. And I'm like, 
wait, my other good friend yeah. is good friends with these same. Like, it's just everyone knows each other. Right. But also a lot of people are, you know, making music. Well, and the, all I'm, the good people know each other. Yeah. For and sure. all the shitty people know each other. Right, right. <laughs> no. And for the record, I just want to say how proud I am of everything like you've accomplished out here. Oh, like, I'm proud of you. You don't you brag enough. So like, <laughs> I'm going to do it for you. Go check out her 10 year highlight on her Instagram because people don't even know the half of it. You're <laughs> you iconic. Sweet. I love you so much. I I'm love so you. And I'm you. so proud of you for making that move. And that's honestly, when you said you weren't going to come, I, I wanted, when I said no pressure, you were like pressure. <laughs> I wanted to because I was like, no, I really. But I also, it's not my job to decide what's right for you. Right. Yeah. You know, and also I was nervous because I was like, it's not like you had, you know, I was like, OK, you can work for me, but that's not a full time job. It's for not sure. going to like give you, you know, it, it's not like I can promise you this like career. So it's like, OK, I can I have something for you to do. Right. But, and I was nervous to be the person that like pushed you to do it. And then like, what if you came out here? You didn't like it. Like, I knew you would get along You're so with your sweet, roommates. And you, and you know, I would never put that on you. But I, I know I how know you that. think. Right. But I was just like, oh, I don't want to like, you know, tell her that this is what she should be doing. Because at the end of the day, you're the person who knows like what you should be doing. But I also know you well enough that you get in your head and you'll talk yourself out of something. Oh, and my God. I was just like, I feel like I, so I feel like the fact that I didn't go super hard with it because I was trying to be really like chill. And the fact that that's all you needed was me to just go, hey, no pressure but I think you should do this. The fact that that's all it needed, it shows that that's what you really wanted to do. You know, no, it, it was like, but in my head, I was like, I was about to be like, Emma, like, what the fuck? Like, no, seriously, I need like, it. I needed the push. I need the push. <laughs> and it's also so funny that our mutual friend, Gilly, like I, I wrote like a paragraph to him. Like I'm literally contacting everyone and anyone at this point, like getting advice. And he was just like, sounds like I'll see you in LA. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't, I, he was like, I wasn't short to like discredit any of your feelings. I love that you opened up to me. Like I was just like, that was my like positive push. And then I said something, I can't remember the exact message. And then he just goes, fuck it, we ball. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was like, that's it. I was like, set, full send. <laughs> I want to get that tattoo to my body. Fuck it, we've all. Shai's doing tattoos tonight. Yeah. <laughs> is she really at her own birthday party? Oh, someone is. I yeah. saw it. Okay, I was going to say. Going back to just sexuality stuff, let's talk about the juicy, the juicy Ds. So yeah, I'd always known I liked women since I was like 10 yeah. years old. And I think just also growing up in the South, I, I kind of felt, I mean, I did well in school, but I just, you know, friends wise, but I, I felt a little bit, I already felt like the nerdy, frizzy Jewish kid. There's only Jews in the South. And so I was like, oh God, I don't want to be like the nerdy Jewish frizzy gay <laughs> girl. Like, God. <laughs> so I suppressed the shit out of that. Like for so long, it makes me sad. And I've always felt I've had, like I have intimacy issues with women for sure because of that. But yeah, I suppressed that. And it's funny because looking back, I would always go for these guys who were kind of the, not always, this was, you know, a long time ago, maybe like a high school and college, but they were like the cheater fuck boy. And I'm like, oh my God, like looking back, I'm like, am I so gay that it like kind of turned me on that this person turned on other women? Like that's the gayest shit I've ever heard. Like, or like the chase. Or, like, he's like cheating knows? on you and you're yeah. like, you're just thinking about like the, the other, other girl. <laughs> you're like, I'm not even that mad about it. It's cool. Just like bring her next time, dude. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> But no, like, so, listen, I'm not mad. I just like, I need to hear all the details so I can like, I just be okay with it. Like, no. 
so yeah, I was like 25. I came out as bi and then, yeah, like had some experiences and then didn't have my first girlfriend until my mom passed two years ago. And at this point, you know, I never say never. I call myself gay because I'm way gayer than I am straight. Like, and it's interesting. It's like, it was so much easier to admit that I liked women than it is to admit that I don't like men. Like heteronormative culture, it's like I had parents are and, you know, would have been and cool with it. But still, and I'm not because some lesbians, they're kind of like repulsed by men. They're very clear. Right. Disgusted I'm, by the dick. Right. I wish I had that. <laughs> You're the opposite. <laughs> they're truly more evolved than the rest of us. Right. But like, you know me. I mean, I question everything. I'm always clouded and confused. And for a long time, I was confusing like male validation and male attention and the ease of it with wanting to be intimate. And then I would just chalk it up to like, oh, I just, you know, don't have a really high libido and something I suppressed for a very long time and never say never. But I feel like it would be unjust to not only myself and my body, but the guy in the situation to ever start a relationship with um, a guy again, because right. it, if it wasn't P, then because at the end of the day, in the back of my head, that was the only thing that was like, I don't know if I can, my life part. But right, you're like, life, I love you. You're kind of perfect, except you're a I'm, man and I'm gay. Right, <laughs> so right. Like, one of my friends in high school, like her mom was gay, like didn't come out until after she was married, had had kids, like, you know, from a different generation. And, you know, obviously she, like her parents were best friends. And I remember like, it was crazy that I knew people like this in the South because it was like very progressive and open-minded right. considering, but her parents decided to stay together, you know, while cool. until she went to college, but they were best friends and they really loved each other. And, you know, I can see how she, from being from a generation, closeted her whole life, probably in many ways had just turned off that part of her brain. Like, oh, I don't think about women like that. Married a man, had kids, and then she you was know, a lesbian who wasn't repulsed by men. Right, she wasn't like, repulsed, and like obviously really cared about the man she married. They had a really, really positive relationship. But like you know, she had a girlfriend, and like the girlfriend would come to like when we'd have like my friend's birthday. Like her girlfriend would be there. Like you know, I don't know what her dad was doing. He was doing his own thing. But like right. we'd come home sometimes from like going out to like you know party and like stay at her house and. Her parents would be like cuddled on the couch watching a movie, you Aww, know, like there's true best friends. Right, they were best friends and like clearly like had so much love for each other. And I thought that was like so cool. But so that's kind of like, you know, it's she probably wasn't repulsed by it, but that's not who she was. And right. what was really going to make her happy was being with a woman, you know? Yeah, I think it's a spectrum. And I almost like envy people who are crystal clear on right. that because I'm just forever like running back to the closet and, like, every chance I get. And I'm just like, maybe one more try, like maybe one more. It's like, how many dicks does it take to get to the center of my sexuality? Like, <laughs> Honestly. So, yeah, so I'd, I don't think I'd ever date a man again because I just feel like it wouldn't be fair. But... As far as hooking up goes, never say never. I think ideally it would be with another woman there because we've talked about this and like I would be, you know, turned on by the fact that that woman was turned on by right. that man. And it's not like men can't turn me on, you right. know, it's just I'm, I'm way gayer than I am straight for yeah. sure. I know how I feel about women. I'm still unsure how I feel about men, but I'm I'm pretty close to like closing that gap. But Do you think like how 
like obviously it is a spectrum so you're probably like you said you're just like not on that super end of it because some people their whole lives have been like dicks are disgusting i want nothing to do with that like they're very far on the gay spectrum right so maybe you're a little bit more in but how much do you think that like that heteronormative culture you know has like influenced you to almost where maybe you are farther on the gay spectrum than you even think that you are for sure but because of like that's what you grew up with. That's what you're it's taught. Easy. That's what you see in movies. And it's and also, yeah, you're right. It is it is easy and it's way less scary. Cause like you said, that that rejection status, like, and I think that's so smart to to use dating apps, like if you're first starting to kind of experiment with women, because that's always my greatest fear. Like, I mean, I've like been hanging out with hot girls and I'm like, are they hitting on me? Like, even girls I know are gay. Oh my god, are you gay. can never tell. I mean, yeah, even girls I know are gay. I'm still like, is it does is she hitting on me or is she just like super comfortable i don't know but if you meet someone on a dating app it's like you both swiped and said i could be down to have sex with you so like it kind of gives you that like free pass but like in real life i would be panicked you know so straight women can be so confusing i mean i love womanhood and how we compliment each other but like literally like they're just you know they could be like sit on my face and then like you do it and they'd be like i'm not gay and you're like what the? i mean i'm exaggerating yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah no heteronormative culture has played a huge impact in that and it was a little frustrating because when i came to my parents with this they were like almost didn't believe me because they're like you're not bi or gay like you've had so many boyfriends and i'm like have you not heard of what being in the closet is? You're like, that's like, so yeah, invalidating. Well, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's just like... It's like what? Like, it's hard? <laughs> right. Like, like honestly, I'm picking up off the gas station. But it's so funny because I always thought I was, like, so cool for, like, not really caring much about men, right? Like, I just... At certain times in my life, of course, and depending on who it was, but, like, I just, you know, would, like, have a roster and, like, play the field and do whatever I want and, like a man couldn't really hurt my feelings. And I just thought it was like, cool. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just like a bad bitch. And I just like, don't care. And it's like, no, but you're just gay. It's like, <laughs> you're just gay. Because a woman can break my heart. <laughs> you thought you were the cool girl. Yeah. And yeah. then you- I'm not and, the cool girl. And then your first girlfriend who <laughs> destroyed is- Destroyed Yeah. R.I.P. But destroyed you're like, I'll go back. <laughs> Which Emma did not tell me. They broke up because of some crazy shit. And then I was embarrassed. And then I had a feeling I was like, she's out because I knew you were down bad for that girl. And I was like, I bet she's going to go back to her. And like, no judgment, because like, I've been the same way with boys because, you know, I, I obviously lean way more straight. Like, I would never do that with a woman. I'd be like, I don't, you didn't treat me right. But with a boy, I'll be like, oh, no, I can fix him. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, like, there was no cheating after the, and, and not to right. justify what had happened. Right. But I was like, oh, drugs are the problem. And if she's clean, we got this. And she had, I mean, she was a master manipulator. And she had convinced me that she was sober and she was really good at manip- like this kind of stuff. She'd been doing it since she was 14. And I was taking her to like sober events. I was sober with her in solidarity. Like, and she was letting me drug test her. And it's just, and, and I struggle like now that she's passed, obviously I had a lot of anger towards her and I'm really glad that I didn't act on it that night. I'm eternally grateful because, you know, I, I had a lot of, reasons to be really angry but I now realize just how sick she was not just in an addiction way like she was truly at war with herself she was it was definitely much more suffering I mean I'm happy she's no longer suffering 
But yeah, I mean, I can't even believe, obviously I was in a very, very like hard place, but yeah, I mean, I can't believe I took her back. But then once I found out about the cheating, I right. was like, cause That's I'm, that it. was, that was that. Well, I just, I just thought it was funny that you didn't even tell me because I feel like you're like, no. I didn't want to tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, you knew. And it was so funny cause I didn't find out until like after you guys like broke up like the second time. And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I knew she was good. It's like, okay, you know, not to tell me. Because, uh, you I know, I have some thoughts. Well, you know, I'm so happy for you that I know you've lost so much over the last couple of years. And you've had these kind of crazy experiences. I mean, like you said, even the stuff with your mom is like this minuscule, like percentage wise, it would happen. Right. And so these kind of freak accidents and like with your ex, like that is such a specific kind of person that some people never meet in their lifetime. So you had these two very extreme like losses and traumas back to back. And then women I love. And then you moved out here, which was scary. But I feel like you're making such a life for yourself out here. And now you have so many more like femme lesbian like friends and yeah. i think that was one thing you said that you really wanted was because you're like i have dated girls but i don't really have those, i don't have queer friends yeah i don't yeah. have a lot of queer friends out in north carolina and now you're here and yeah. so i'm i'm happy that this journey you know however painful has like brought you to this place and i'm really excited for you know where, yes. where it's gonna take you it's, it's what the doctor ordered and thank you for giving me that push and yeah, that's dr carter cruz yeah. and you've helped and i told you this before you've helped me a lot with my intimacy issues with women because i'm like i want friends in my life where it can be kind of in these gray areas right. you know what i mean if they swing that way or, or whatever so yeah queer friends DM me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, tell everyone where they can find you if you want to. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know so I'm just an average Joe, but you can find me. For my now, ins- for now, for now. <laughs> my Instagram is Emma underscore wool, and that's spelled W-O-H-L. And if anyone's struggling with like a sick parent or loss of a parent or anything to do with addiction, feel free to DM me because... You know, it's a scar that will never heal, but it does lighten and I'm happy to help anyone in suffering with that. So I don't have Twitter. I don't have Facebook. I have a TikTok, but I barely post. So yeah, it's just Emma (laughs) underscore W-O-H-L. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. And I think you're going to do some big things. Emma is hilarious and she I think she's going to be doing some cool things out here. So. Stay you know, tuned. Keep an eye out. Yeah. I love you. Love, her. <laughs> love you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and even learned a few things. You can catch a new episode of X version every Friday. In the meantime, follow us for more at Woo More Play. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. We're choosing random reviewers to send free Woo More Play gifts to all the time. Until next time.